Welcome to this week's episode of On The Move, a podcast about missions, international ministry, and how God is changing lives around the world. I'm your host, Leanne White. This week's episode is a little bit different. Steve and I recently had the opportunity to travel to Edmonton, Canada to meet with a pastor from India named Pastor Benzi. During that time, I wanted to invite him to have a conversation about his story and ministry for this podcast, because he brings such a clear picture of what it's like to do ministry and evangelism in India. And so in our conversation, we were assisted with translation by his two sons, Samuel and Reuben, and you'll hear about their ministry to orphans and widows, the cultural backdrop that has led to a significant orphan crisis in India, and the response that they're seeing to the gospel. But first, I wanted to ask Pastor Benzi how he came to know Christ. I was born and brought up in a Marathamite Christian family back in Kerala. I was also under the influence of alcohol for a long time. Because of my character and uh, alcohol abuse, I was sent home a lot of times. And through a lot of people, I came to know about Christ. And when the believers and pastors conduct the meeting uh, in the public areas, I used to go there and tell them not to conduct the meeting. But God saw me during that time, and I came uh, to know about Christ through different places. I went to a meeting, and from there I came to know about Christ, and I accepted Christ as my Savior. Even during the meeting, I was uh, under the influence of alcohol, but uh, I received Christ in that meeting. After having an encounter with Christ in that meeting, I uh, stopped consuming alcohol, then I started following Christ. I uh, don't know how I quit the habit of smoking and uh, uh, consumption of alcohol, but Christ helped me. After that, I went to Saudi Arabia uh, in search of work. After that, I got married. Uh, I got three uh, kids and my eldest son is Sam. Before giving birth to Sam, uh, my wife was infected with chickenpox. Sam was uh, injected with the antibody in order to not have uh, chickenpox. When he was born, he was 4.5 kg. He was not taking any breastfeed or any other feed. An American doctor, uh, he encouraged us to pray since there was no treatment. Uh, as always, we prayed and God healed him. And he uh, and we dedicated his life for Christ and then he set apart for the ministry. And after some time, uh, our business uh, was all, it was in problem and uh, we couldn't uh, bring it up forth. During those challenges, uh, I got an opportunity to pray and get closer to God. During those times, I spent more time in praying and reading the Bible and get to know about Christ in those difficult times. I haven't got any opportunity to go to the Bible college and study, but during this situation, I spent time with God in prayer and reading the Bible. Experiencing trials in his business and in his family ultimately brought Pastor Benzi even closer to God, encouraging him to spend more time praying and reading Scripture so much so that he felt led to start a regular prayer meeting in his home. 
അങ്ങനെ എന്റെ കൂട്ടം മദ്യപിക്കുന്ന കുറെ ആൾക്കാരെ Uh, with similar uh, character and uh, i worked there uh, for around 20 years uh, then after that uh, one pastor from india came to my house and during the meeting uh, we had it in saudi arabia the pastor professor and asked me to go to india to do the ministry in india and after that i uh, quit my job in saudi arabia then we headed back to kerala india around uh, 18 years we worked in saudi arabia god has blessed us with everything that we could have during those time uh during the time i got into the ministry uh, i asked god uh, two things and uh, the first one was uh, that uh, during the ministry time i shouldn't ask anyone uh, money for the ministry mm-hmm. purpose or in order to live the life and god helped me throughout this time uh god has been gracious we started one orphanage in tamil nadu that is in india now we have around 19 kids being in our home 250 uh kids we been able to uh provide them with everything that they can have in their life and uh, they grown up and they have uh they have blessed they have been blessed uh in their life and we are working in different uh states in india expanding the kingdom of god so tell us what is it like to be a follower of Jesus in India what is the reality for you on a daily basis nan india laadhi vanna po association onnum problem illa ella during the initial days that's uh, back um, in 20 years uh, we had the freedom to spread the gospel and to go to different places during those time we were able to conduct uh, baptism conduct offering meetings and we had all the freedom during those time uh but during these days uh we are facing lot of challenges uh, but by the grace of god during all these challenges and tribulation we are still able to uh spread the gospel to different states uh recently we been able to baptize uh some people uh in the midnight uh that we are talking about uh, the uttar pradesh it is a state in uh, north india there is a lot of challenges uh, the pastors are currently facing in uttar pradesh they are not able to uh, worship god in 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 a church but they are uh, having their services and meetings in a secret places our pastors in north india started churches where uh, there is no christians but they have uh, spread the gospel and uh, currently we are having uh, 300 to 500 church members in every churches that we have planted in north india in every year we find time to go at least uh six times uh that you know every couple of months uh we go to north india in order to expand the kingdom of god we have a lot of challenges and uh, tribulations but in in spite of all this we are able to spread the gospel during the time of apostle they had lot of problems and challenges uh, but we 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 came to know that uh, during those times uh, the kingdom of god spread very quickly i believe that the same process is happening in india uh, especially uh, some states in india especially uh, the north india in those states they claim that uh, we uh, pay them a lot of money and that's a reason why they are getting converted to christianity yeah. but it's not that way uh, we are spreading the gospel and that is a reason why people are getting attracted to christ you mentioned yesterday that you have 
ministry um, that touches the lives of widows. You've served orphans, uh, children that don't have parents, and also widows. And can you just maybe talk a little bit about why that's important to you? Uh, why that's something that you that you put an emphasis on and that you take time to do in your ministry? Uh, while I was reading the Bible, I was able to read Psalms 41. Uh, there we can see if we help uh, the widows and orphans, God will bless us. So while I was reading that portion, I was uh, very moved and I was touched. And uh, that led me to uh, get into this ministry. And from then I started to uh, help those in need, especially the widows and the orphans. What I've seen in many places, uh, includes India and Canada, uh, the big churches and big pastors are not interested to uh, help those in need, particularly, uh, you know, those financially not stable, like this orphans and widows. But by in Bible, we can see that uh, the worth of a soul is much bigger than anything that we ha that we can have in the world. So uh, that is why I started to work among this uh, poor and needy. During the time I was in addiction under the influence of alcohol, uh, one person, one particular uh, pastor uh, came and shared the word of God. And that that is the reason why I am into this ministry now. Mm -hmm. And the same thing I am doing uh, by helping those in need and the poor people. Mm -hmm. Right now, there are more than 30 million orphans in India and less than 500,000 are living in institutional care. I asked Pastor Benzi to talk about this issue, and he shared stories about what he has seen in his ministry, along with a cultural background on what has contributed to this crisis. Uh, while I was working in Saudi Arabia, as I mentioned, uh, I came for a vacation. And uh, during that time, I was able to visit uh, Tamil Nadu, uh, specifically Usulambati. That's a uh, town uh, in Tamil Nadu. Uh, this incident happened 25 years back. Uh, so that time, uh, we conducted uh, open-air meetings. And during the meeting, I was uh, I got an opportunity to share the word of God. Uh, during this time uh, in Tamil Nadu, if a person work, he he will be getting hundred rupees, and uh, uh, from that hundred rupees, around time seventy five rupees he will uh, spend to uh, consume alcohol, uh -huh. and twenty for rest of the twenty five he'll take to home. And uh, in that particular place, who's named Uslimbati, uh when the girl child is around uh, twelve years, uh, the family uh, will uh, make them to get married. So if they pass that age, if they are 14 or 15, it is very difficult to uh, find a person for them to get married. In this, uh, we know that in during um, a 12 years in a girl's life, we know that they don't know much about life. And uh, once they get married, the next year uh, she will give birth to a child. And the right next year, he, you know, they will be giving birth to another child. And this process keep repeating. And after some time, the husband will not be able to take care of these people. So once he find it difficult, this husband or, uh, yeah, this husband will leave them and uh, he will go to some other place. Uh, after some time, uh, this mother will be taking care of them. And after some time, she will find it difficult to take care of them. So the same process I keep repeating after some time this 
this lady, this wife, find it difficult to take care of their kids, and gradually she leaves from that place. And once they, the once the parents uh, keep doing these things, the kids will be orphans. The in one of the meetings, um, so open air crusade was happening, and as we were preaching, a child who is three days old, baby infant. Um, 750 grams, uh, so really small, was abandoned at the side of the road. And the pastor and we, my dad saw, and then uh, we we took the child who was almost very close to death. Um, and the pastor, the local pastor's wife, um, said that she'll take care. She wanted to take care of this baby. But again, lack of resource and s- sought some help from us. And uh, she said, like, even if some help to buy milk for this baby and we agreed to support and this child is the baby Ruth that we're talking about. Today, this girl is 25 years old. Her, she's in the process of finishing her master's in science. And the parents are desiring that she would find a right person to get married and um, as she is at that. Over the years after this child was saved from the side of the street, my we continue to support so that they would have uh, money to feed this baby. From this incident, God birthed in me a desire um, to save, to protect, to foster uh, kids who are in this situation, in this plight. And that was a desire. And during that time, we personally, my business wasn't doing well in Saudi Arabia. And we had, uh, we were going through a financial crisis and we didn't have much. At that point, I made a decision before the Lord that if God blesses me with my finances and gets me new work, then we will support children in Tamil Nadu in Muslimity. God made, heard the prayer, made our work to flourish, our business to flourish, and God helped us to support these ministries. So through this uh, study center, through the ministry, we have been able to reach over 250 children who we put them through school, got them educated, and made their life or helped them help to make their life in a better situation than where they were. Today we have 19 children in our center uh, who are being fostered, taken care of through the ministry there. God has been faithful that we didn't have, even till today, God has provided without us having to seek for support, and this has been the ministry. Even today there are children, hundreds of children, who would who would really need this kind of care mm-hmm. and in this part of the country, in Tamil Nadu. With the resources that we have right now, we are unable to bring in more kids just because of the expenses. Mm-hmm. Once they kind of finish high school, graduate, uh, <coughs> these children would find, you know, go back to their extended families and then we bring in new kids and we foster them through the process as they uh, get fostered in Christian living and teaching them the word through this process. God has brought us thus far and we give him all glory. We don't publish all these things and that's not the intent of our work. This is unto the Lord and it's a service unto the Lord. So in this part of the country, which again is Madurai district in Tamil Nadu, there is a goddess. And again, I would refrain from naming the goddess, but this is a a goddess who has uh, a superstition that if you sacrifice the baby girl, then the next child you will have would be a baby boy. And it get reinforced when people kill their baby daughters and then they get uh, a baby boy. It just gets reinforced and more and more people kill their baby girls so that they would have boys. 
And the whole purpose behind it is also socioeconomic because girls do not make the same money as boys do. And men, boys, when they grow up to be men, they kind of carry the lineage of the family, which then motivates some of these superstitions or fosters some of these superstitions. So that's the context within which that disparity happens. And what we and many Christian organizations have done is bringing education, making the girls be effective earners in the family, teaching them employable skills has really fostered and the government has worked in the last 20 years to bring up so that they can be effective and that way they're now becoming more effective contributors to the family. Mm -hmm. And that has made a big difference. Already in this episode, you've probably heard that regardless of what kind of brokenness, trials, or crisis exists, Pastor Benzie has constantly seen God's faithfulness, love, and power throughout his time in ministry. Towards the end of our conversation, I asked Pastor Benzie about the response to the gospel that they've seen in their ministry. And again, his answer displays God's faithfulness, love, and power. When we do open-air village meetings, lots of people come to listen. When we say Jesus saves, Jesus heals your diseases, many people come running asking for prayer and seeking. We pray in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We pray for their needs and send them back. For example, we pray for people, children, couples who are barren, and we pray for people who are going through terminal illness. And we pray and send them, and God does miracles in their life. When we started our work in West Bengal in the first few weeks, the first time we were there in West Bengal, there was this brother who was an ex-Muslim and they, the couple had been married for a few years. They weren't having children um, and we went there to pray for them. As they don't have children, their marriage was falling apart and this woman was ready to uh, leave this person. We were with this uh, family for mm -hmm. over a week. There was less than 10 believers in that community, in that group. The church was under a tree and they were sitting and praying under a tree. We prayed for this couple and God gave a guidance and God said, next year, this couple will have a baby. And we said, it'll be a baby boy. And we said, his name will be Samuel. We gave them the word, we prayed and we went home. In Kerala, where we are in our church, we host a Bible study and a prayer every night of the, every night during the week for one hour at a de addiction center that we run in. It's next door to my house. 20 to 30 people come every night and they pray. In this prayer, we kept praying earnestly for this need. God promised us God's word as we declared next year they had a baby boy and his name is Sam. Today he's five years old. He became a very, he's a very strong kid, very well rounded kid and he's in that in, in West Bengal and we pray for many sick people in that place and today that church has over 1200 believers over 1500 Sunday school children that this church is ministering to and there's over 300 widows that this church is ministering to and there's over 250 orphan children that this church is ministering to and we serve them dinner two times a week, and we've been doing that for years. This is how the church responded. This is how the land responded to one miracle or a consecutive set of miracles, which now became a big church in that village. It is not by our 
expertise or our skill, but it is God who did the miracle. And as in the as the word says, God did miracles, and that's how the people came to believe. As more and more people are coming to know Christ, and as the church in India ministers to countless orphans and widows, a new challenge presents itself. As the Holy Spirit calls followers of Christ to be pastors in His church, they need discipleship and training. But traditional education can't serve all of the pastors being called. Right now, Pastor Benzie mentors and ministers alongside pastors from over 60 churches across seven states in India. So I asked about what they're doing currently to bring more training for pastors. Unfortunately, we couldn't send all the pastors to Bible college. But what we do is when we go to different states in India, uh, we uh, conduct their one-week uh, mm-hmm. Bible classes and encourage them to uh, study the Word of God and spend more time with God. Uh, due to the uh, unavailability of the resources, we are not able to provide them with a lot of uh, uh, things, but we teach them how to spread the gospel mm-hmm. so that uh, they can uh, reach the unreached. And that's how we uh, currently work in uh, the remote area. Moreover, uh, of any of this, uh, Holy Spirit is the one who mm-hmm. guide them and uh, uh, help us in this ministry. Having the Holy Spirit's guidance is essential for any ministry. At 21C, we have been receiving regular requests from pastors in India to bring our non-formal training to that country. We are very excited to share that we see God's hand at work in introducing us to Pastor Benzie and that we plan to introduce our informal biblical training to encourage, equip, and empower Pastor Benzie's network of pastors beginning in 2024. If you are interested in receiving updates about our entry into India, please check this week's show notes. Thank you for joining us for this episode of On The Move, a podcast produced by 21C International. 21C exists to encourage, equip, and empower Christian pastors and church leaders in the Global South. For more information about the ministry of 21C, you can visit our website, 21cinternational.org.